Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. The RV is traveling to Southwest Kansas to speak to Stephen J. Kobe. Stephen is a high school English teacher, but is also the author of the new Mr. Novel, how everything turns away. So welcome, Stephen. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, it's my pleasure. So, Stephen, you use a pen name. That's correct. Yep. My, uh, my legal name is Stephen Miller. So, uh, as you probably know, there's a band, the Steve Miller Band. Mm-hmm. So, if people try to Google me or look me up on Amazon, um, he's going to pop up a lot. And there's a lot of other authors who pop up a lot. Uh, so I decided that for this book, at least, I would use a pen name, Stephen J. Colby. And um, so that's what I'm, I'm using for my mystery novels. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you are still using your first name. Yes. Yeah, I kept my first name. I thought that might be too complicated. When did you first start writing, Stephen? Well, I started writing when I was a little kid, um, you know, I remember learning how to write and we would work with like our kindergarten teacher and I think a para or a student, uh, student teacher. And I would just write all these, you know, weird stories about things going on. And uh, then in second grade, I would write these stories, a lot of them based on cartoons or movies that I saw. And my second grade teacher, Miss Ediger, she would always let us sit up on this tall stool if we were going to recite our stories. So I would get on top of the stool and I'd put my pencil behind my ear and I would read the story to the class. And um, I just felt like a real writer captivating my audience. So I think ever since that experience, I've just, I've just loved writing. You like started very early. Yes. And you mentioned you were about to study engineering instead of English. So what made you pursue English as a career? Well, I was always very good with math. And um, I think it would have been a really easy career to go into something more in the math or science area, especially engineering. You kind of have like a career set up for you as opposed to writing, which is, you know, There's a lot of people who want to be a writer, and there's not always a lot of people who are successful at writing. Um, But I knew that I loved literature, and I knew what literature had done for me uh, and how passionate I was about it. And so I just decided to take the chance with that and 
Um, in the process, I got to work as an editor for a couple years. I got to work at the newspaper for a couple years. And then I went back to school to get my master's degree. And that's how I kind of got into teaching through the side door. And I have just loved being an English teacher. So everyone always said when I was wanting to study writing, they said, oh, well, you'll probably be an English teacher. And I said, I'll never be an English teacher. And I had no idea how right they were and also how much I would love it. So. And I have to confess something. I'm always a little nervous speaking to English teachers just in case they are mentally grading my mistake. <laughs> well, you should definitely not be worried. Thank you. So as an English teacher, who are your literary inspirations? Oh, man, there are so many inspirations, actually. Um, in high school, I discovered Fitzgerald and Salinger, and I really love them. They're very high school uh, male books, uh, writers. And then in college, I discovered um, Amy Hempel and Donald Barthelme. And they're more contemporary, more postmodern. Um, lately, I've been drawn more to mystery writers. Um, so I'm working my way through Agatha Christie. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. And recently, I've discovered Anthony Horowitz. He started off as like a young, the Alex Ryder books. It's like a young adult spy novel or whatever. And then uh, recently he's been writing these kind of meta uh, mystery novels that take place mostly in England. So he's, he's fantastic and really fun. I don't know him, but of course I know Agatha Christie. She yeah. was part of my, you know, childhood. Yeah. I just love reading her books and I keep reading her books until now. Yeah, they're good. I'm teaching Murder on the Orient Express this semester with one of my classes and so I need to reread it so that when we have discussion it's all fresh in my mind. So I'm kind of running out of time. I need to start rereading it here soon. Yeah, it's so good. And like I have a lot of young adults and teenagers in my family and you know, Stephen, I've noticed the lack of interest in reading. And when I was a teenager, as I, I was telling you, I was more like you, and I was obsessed with reading and writing. And how do you encourage high school students to read? Well, one thing that I do, um, I learned this from a book called The Book Whisperer, and it's a... Um, Uh, ELA teacher out of Texas. I can't remember her name at the moment, uh, but she has her students read in class every day. So I will set a little alarm on my phone and I say, all right, everybody put away your phones. I don't want to see your phones. We're just going to read for 10 minutes. And if you're not enjoying your book, then tomorrow you need to go get a different book until you find a book that you actually enjoy. Uh, so that's one thing that I do. It's kind of hit or miss. But um, the students who enjoy writing, I try to give them a lot of challenges with their writing, and I try to uh, reiterate, good readers make good writers. So if you're reading a lot, it's going to help your writing, and if you're just writing and not reading, you're going to miss out on so much, and you're not going to make the sort of progress that you want to do. 
So I actually have one class that's uh, called the art of the novel and it's all students who are interested in, in novel writing. They're like, like plotting out their own books and everything. And uh, we're reading a lot in that class. So that's been really fun to teach this year. It must be, and I agree with you. If you want to be a good writer, you need to read. You just published your first novel called How Everything Turns Away. Can you tell us quickly what this book is about? All right, so um, it deals with a lot of different themes. Um, so there's like a family element of it. Uh, there's a marriage element of it. There's a mental health element of it. Uh, but mainly it's about a, an FBI agent who has a mental breakdown. So he has like a bipolar manic episode and this causes his life to kind of come apart at the seams. So his wife, um, she decides to leave because of some of the actions that he takes. Um, his office, he's like working in Chicago. They decided to put him on a little bit of a probation period. So he starts doing security at this Catholic school that he went to as a high schooler. And um, he thinks, you know, I've risen all the way up to the FBI and now I've fallen all the way down here. Um, but while he's there, uh, there's an attack on a student teacher. And um, he and the, the school like chaplain, the priest, they find her and they have to piece together like the relationships that she had, the different struggles she was going through, anybody that would want to hurt her and like uh, untangle all of these threads. So it's sort of, you know, a, a teamwork trying to solve this mystery at this school. Mm -hmm. And for Ezra, it's my detective, he's trying to get back to the position that he was at through this. And what inspired you to write this story? <laughs> Well, um, my first year teaching, um, I heard like rumors of things that had happened in the past and I got to know some of the students and some of them were kind of rough and um, had their own backstories. And so I had all this stuff going on in my head and then I just thought, what a, what a great location for mystery would be a school because there's so many different levels of hierarchy and there's so many different um, like sources of gossip and you can't trust like hardly any of it, but some of it's true. So I just like this idea of uh, an FBI agent, city detective and a priest trying to like sort through all of this business and find out what really happened. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got stuff they don't wanna know, don't want people to know about. Um, so they're all gonna be um, obstructing and lying about things and it's going to be their job to sort of sort it all out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Ezra, your main character, is inspired by a real person. Yeah. So Ezra definitely gets the most of my experience. Um, I am bipolar. And when I was in college, I had a, a manic episode. Um, and that led to a lot of difficulties and, you know, when people go through health crises, usually everyone turns up to support and friends will like go on walks, you know, to raise money and everyone sends flowers to the hospital and stuff. And um, I definitely did get some of that, people coming to visit, but it was also very difficult. And I felt like, you know, if somebody gets into a car accident uh, their parents will share with everybody what happened. But when somebody has a manic episode, their parents aren't going to share, you know, and there's just a lot of stigma on that still. So the idea of, you know, everything turning away from Ezra, it, it's born out of my own experience. And I made it get more dramatic by having a mystery involved. So. Oh, that sounds interesting. Would you like to leave a message to our listeners that struggle with mental health problems? Definitely. I would say, um, you know, having stigma about it, and this is what I tell my students, it's not going to make the problem better. And pretending that there's not a problem, you know, um, it will remove that stigma maybe, but it's not going to help you get healthier. And in the end, what you need is, is to be healthier because those mental health problems will come out one way or another. And um, I was a lot crazier, like a lot more unbalanced before I went into psychiatry than, you know, afterward, obviously. Mm -hmm. So just ditch the stigma. Um, I would say try to treat it like going to the doctor any other way. We go in for a regular checkup you know, especially athletes, my students go in to check on everything. I wish people just treated mental health the same way. Like, I feel fine, but I'm going to go talk to somebody for an hour. Talk about what's going on in my life. Okay, looks like I'm doing fine. I'm going to move on. Or, oh, looks like there is one thing that I need to work on. I'm going to focus on that for a little while. But there's just so much stigma. And I don't know if it's just here in America or where you're at in Spain or where you came from, you know, but I just wish there were less stigma about it. There are unfortunately more than enough people who don't believe in mental health. You can probably imagine how little help this would be as you would hear. You are depressed, you just need some self-discipline. Things don't work like this. And you also have a blog 
of book reviews. So how did you feel reading the reviews of your first novel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have been really blessed. Um, mostly like the, the physical reviews that were posted have been um, like very positive. Um, I did like have a conversation with someone in like in real life and they had a lot of kind of, I don't know, like if there were plot holes or nitpicky things that they had noticed. And I felt like I was having to explain all of the parts, like, well, this is why this is that way. And now I did research about this thing. And so I felt like some people just don't like a book. And so they'll just kind of look for stuff that they can say they don't like about it. And I'm the same way, you know, I write book reviews and part of it is that I'm looking for stuff that I liked, stuff that I thought worked. And I'm also looking for stuff that I didn't like and that I didn't think worked. Um, I just read a book um, and I won't like tell you who it's by, so I'm not bad mouthing them, but it was about a hundred pages into the book before there was the inciting incident. No. So I'm reading and reading lots of character development, lots of setting. And then finally on page 98 or 99, we learn that there's this teenager who's gone missing. And I'm thinking, that's a long time to read this mystery book without finding out what the mystery is. But I kept with it. I didn't end up giving it a very good review in the end, but, um, I don't know. There was stuff that I liked about it. I feel like if if you if you read a book, especially if you finish it, there's gonna be some stuff you like about it. Uh, but some people out there, they just they, they don't finish the book and then they leave a one star review, or they don't really even read the book. They just see it. So one of the writers from our publisher is kind of like a side story. She publishes uh, in the romance genre because my publisher does, does romance and um, young adult and mystery and a couple other imprints. So she had a romance and the cover of the book had the couple and they're like mixed race couple. And before the book was even like released for readers, the cover went up on Goodreads and she got negative reviews. And she's like, hold on. There's no way that this person's read the book. All they've done is see the cover and now they're downvoting it. And so she posted that on our email thread and a lot of people were, you know, super offended by that. That's so unfair. It's so unfair. And you spend so much time writing a book, revising a book, promoting the book. And then this author in particular, she's getting negative reviews before anybody's even read it just because they don't, whatever. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, it happened to me as well. Stephen, I chose a quote for you from Kate DiCamillo. And she says, reading should not be presented to children as a short. It should be offered as a gift. So what is your opinion about it? Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. Um, I think that my teachers did a really good job of reading to us. 
Because when you're a kid, you love getting read to. Like everybody just sits around, they hear the story. Story time is like uh, a present, you know? It's, we did all the hard stuff and now we get to have story time as our reward. So I do read aloud to my students. Mm -hmm. Like I will read to them uh, from Arabian Nights and from, um, oh, what is it? Aesop's Fables and stories like that, where I know, okay, this is only gonna take like four or five minutes and it's gonna be interesting or it's gonna leave a positive message with them or it'll end on a cliffhanger like the Arabian Nights and then we'll have to come back to it tomorrow and then there'll be another cliffhanger. Uh, so I just love reading to them and hopefully that will, I don't know, hopefully that'll sink in and at least they'll appreciate those stories because if they can connect with those stories, then they're more likely to go out and find more stories on their own time. Absolutely. And Stephen, are you currently working on anything new you'd like to share? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm writing the sequel right now to my novel. So it's the same characters, different mystery, and I'm participating in NaNoWriMo. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. So for your listeners, NaNoWriMo is uh, November is novel writing month. So the idea is you sign up on NaNoWriMo and I've got my novel writing class doing NaNoWriMo with me. And uh, the goal is to write 50,000 words of a manuscript. So I've been hitting my, yeah, you have to write 1,667 words a day, which is like, oh, it's a lot. yeah, that's like seven typed pages. So even with a full-time job and three kids, you know, every November, my wife's like, all right, do it and we'll work around it. So instead of, I cook, so instead of me cooking, we end up going out to eat a lot. We're like ordering pizza or whatever. But uh, I've been hitting my, my word count pretty, pretty religiously. And then Saturday I got up and I thought, this is not working. Like I've got plot holes and like all the threads were supposed to come together. And they're all like in all these different places now. But it's just hard because I wrote the last draft of my last book and by then everything had gelled and I knew exactly what needed to happen. So when I got to the third act, it just rushed forward. I was like, this is what has to happen. And everything was like catapulted that direction toward the ending. And now I'm writing the first draft and it's a mess. So, <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm just having to like convince myself or whatever, encourage myself, just finish this draft, just keep writing, finish the draft, put it away, get it back out in the new year, and I'll go through all the scenes and figure out what order do these scenes actually need to be in, because right now they're just a mess. How many hours do you sleep a day? <laughs> <laughs> just enough. Okay. <laughs> For me, enough is around eight hours oh my gosh that would be a dream now i get i get between seven and eight okay. i usually have some child kicking me around three in the morning in the head and then i wake up for a little bit but then i go back to sleep so we've got them on a good bedtime we're on a good bedtime so we we usually get enough sleep mm -hmm. drink a lot of coffee 
too. So, yes, coffee is important. And yeah. where can our listeners find you? Find your, of course, you have a blog. Please go ahead and tell us everything. All right. Well, I have a blog. It's stephenjcolby.com. And then I'm on Instagram at um, Stephen J. Colby. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Twitter. It's Colby Stephen. Apparently, Stephen J. Colby was taken. So I'm Colby Stephen on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Goodreads. Wonderful. And Stephen, it was a pleasure to talk with you. You are always welcome. So that'd be wonderful. Yes. And also, I'll be publishing your article on yeah. my blog. So you'll be all over. I Thank saw you. 170,000 downloads. Yes, 170,000 downloads. Yeah, that's that's big. It is, and I really appreciate that my listeners keep coming and keep listening to the episodes. We usually have amazing authors like you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, of course, and this is so rewarding. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Lucia. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.